Welcome to the Raiders of the Fairies Puzzle Box Podcast. Mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. We talk about wieners and your mom. Welcome to Raiders of the Fairies Puzzle Box. I'm Josh. Holy shit, we're back. And I'm still Josh. Hi, I'm Sam. I'm grape flavored. I'm Clarence. And I'm Will. 50% less horse blood. 50% less horse blood? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you should see me before. What is the date today, guys? It's November... October. It's October. 26th now. Is it, is it 1985 <laughs> still? What year is it? <laughs> <laughs> no. The DeLorean just, just got parked. So, <laughs> so, so now that we're in the future and we have hoverboards, how does magic look? <laughs> Jason's still overpowered. Right? Overrated. Foils are still out there. <laughs> But not in the same way at all, it, and it's weird. You don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, well, good evening. We're going to go into a couple magic topics um, that we've got listed. And if, if you want to hear anything from us, you can reach us on Twitter, and you can find our Twitter handles in the show notes that will be posted. And from there on, we'll, we'll go on. Um, we have a couple topics that everybody wanted to talk about. Sam wanted to talk about Thrag Dusk as a card, so we'll just get right into it. Uh, I, well, Thrag Tusk is everywhere. Thrag Tusk is a 5 and a green. 4 and a green. He's totally 4 and a green for a 5-3. I wasn't, sorry, I wasn't prepared to just go right into it. Sorry. <laughs> He's a 5-3 that does everything. He comes into play, he gains 5 life, he makes the game go longer, he... He, when he leaves play, when he does anything, he goes anywhere, he, you get a 3-3 three, three token. Has anybody nicknamed this guy yet? That you're aware of? No. I'm not aware of. Is that what we're deciding? I read one on Twitter. The, other the Green Menace. Was. Really? No, it's been a while since we've had a Green Menace. The last one was Tarmogoyf. <laughs> I don't know what I was... Speaking of... What what is the uh, <laughs> the famous pornography actor? The Hulk. John Holmes. No. Luke Wilson. Um, Ron Jeremy. That's the one. Ron Jeremy. <coughs> Maybe we should call it Ron Jeremy. <coughs> I think we should call it Liam Neeson Scott. <coughs> Maybe because I really want a magic card. All right, Sam. So why do you want to talk about Thrag Tusk? Well, <coughs> uh, I've been playing with Thrag Tusk, but I've been playing against you guys. I have not really played against Thrag Tusk too much, but you see uh, any standard coverage, any standard event, uh, he is everywhere. Like I was even. Um, heard a story about a judge walking by a table at States and then uh, five games in a row he watched Thragtus be cast as he was just walking by Thragtus, Thragtus, Thragtus. I mean, it's, it's, it's everywhere. It's not dominant. So it's a card that everybody needs to be aware of and have at least a game plan. Like, well, how am I going to deal with this? Am I going to beat him before they get to the five manas or whatever? Uh, you guys have all played against Thragtus. Against me. Mm-hmm. But I have not played against the Ragtusk that much, just uh, here and there, because you guys don't play him. Um, so, I know it's all deck-dependent, but what is, uh, what, like, Will, start with you. When you play against me with your Orzhov tokens, uh, you, I know you're concerned about the Ragtusk, who isn't? I am, yes. Uh, so, so what is your plan, like, uh... I haven't really had a plan against it, just because my deck isn't really that, that good against it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, honestly, like any, any of my answers for it 
just make it better. It's just that good a card. It makes it better? What, yeah. what do you do? Well, like yeah, you try you to answer it with a spirit leaf? That doesn't work anymore. I didn't like Oblivion. That's pretty much my only answer at Terminus, and I still leave in the battlefield. You're still getting all your effects. I can't really stop you before you get to five. Well, Terminus is still pretty good. Yes. Yeah. Well, only if I instant. Right. And Will's Orzhov token, Terminus is pretty much the best answer that he's got. Clarence, in your deck, which is... Um, I'm working on a red-green aggro-ish... I don't know. Right. Your red, green, red. aggro. Is no, no. In our limited testing together, you <coughs> haven't had much of a problem against me. You've won this game. Without getting into your deck a lot, what is your plan? Play more creatures, make mine bigger, smash face. That sounds pretty aggro. <laughs> just make the five. Li- just try to make that card advantage that he gains. Are you talking about just trying to or or just not as necessary. Right. Okay. Like, not... The 5 life isn't an issue because I want to be dealing 16 damage rather than yeah. 3 or 4 at a time to kill him. Well, look at it. Traditional aggro decks is always like, how fast can I get to 20? That that's that can't that is not the case. That can't be the case in current standard thanks no, to... this is more pain. of a green-red mid-range. Alright. So, within standard, since that's what we're talking about right now, what is the best answer to Thrag Tusk, regardless of code. I put the question out on Twitter earlier. I didn't. I, I got a couple <laughs> of responses. Best one I hear. <laughs> Will did have the best response, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> you know, right, nor so helpful. What do you think is the best answer to Thrag Tusk, regardless of code? Come back to me. Come back to you. Is that, what, is that an enchantment? Yes. <laughs> I'm not finding it in any of my searches. Wait a second. You're being sarcastic, you son of a bitch. No. There's no room for sarcasm on this podcast, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no. know. Well, what is the best answer to Thrag Tusk? Regardless of, regardless of color? Yes, regardless of color. I can't think of anything else out of my head. That's, that's what I'm going for. You just have to play around and just yeah, accept I'm it just, as it is. Sam, my, Sam what is the better. best answer to Thrag Tusk? Uh, well, my I've actually been thinking about this a lot lately because I'm preparing for game day and I know I'm going to be playing against Thragtusk and that's why this topic is here at all. About getting into game day. Yes. I, uh... I really think enchanting him is the way to go, but not... I, I'm th- I, I, I don't know. I really... I always I keep coming back around coming back around the pacifism. Now I am limiting myself to Slesnia because I am playing green-white. So, but I don't think there is something better. Is a rest better? Just because it can do more things? Oh, maybe for your deck in general, but for just fighting the narrow, like, Thragtusk plan. Like, uh, what is what is a rest stop that, that Thragtusk does in, in the metagame? I mean, what, what activated abilities are there out there that are good? They're messing with people right now. Yeah, are we, I mean, Deathrite Shaman? Is there, is there another one? I don't know. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but it seems like we'd, we'd be missing something. The uh, uh, what about Jared? The the elf lord, Jared. I don't know his name. Yes, is that Jared? It is Bulgari. Yeah. Speak up. Why are you whispering? <coughs> I don't know. Um, also, Bloodline Keeper. Isn't that a triggered ability? There's a stuff triggered as well. I haven't seen her played in a while, though. I mean, I'm looking at it, it, no, it's a, it's a, it's, it's an ability. It's a tap. Yeah, you just tap it. 
it's an activated ability. A red stops activated abilities. So, Bloodline Keeper, that's the one that you lose life whenever a creature dies, right? No, no, Bloodline no, Keeper is no. tapped to make a 2 2. Vampire. Oh, let me get 2-2 Vamp. The one I was just saying, Will, why aren't you playing this card? Uh, like five minutes before we push record. Yes. I think you're going to see it in mono-black builds. You think we're going to see mono-black builds? Yes. Why do you think that? Because, have you seen I'm all right with the mono-black cards? So, well, I mean, there's already, the mono-black builds that there are right now are like Splash Green or Splash Red right, or sometimes never, Splash there's Both. There's, never something there's, there's not mono-black. Yeah. But the, like like every land produces black. Almost every card in the deck is black. But like the, there's not hasn't yeah. been a mono black build. There's still mono black. There's, so, there's always something better you can add though. Like there's no reason to run just mono black. And you don't think you don't think there's been enough tournaments this far to have a, a good mono black deck come, or you think? What are you basing this on, sir? What does a mono black deck look like? This deck I'm Clarence working on. Let's see it. <laughs> Clarence Wait. doesn't get out much. Throw He's out basically here. just making it up. No. <laughs> Throw down, sir! No, no, we're, no, that's not what we're talking about. We're getting back to Thrag Test. Um, anyway. Basically, uh, I did, the uh, response I did get on Twitter was Stab Wound, another enchantment, two and a black, that gives a target creature neg two, neg two, and at the beginning of the enchanted creature's control, uh, upkeep, they lose two life. That would make a Thrag Test yeah. a three one, is that right? Yeah, three one. Uh, so that making a mess of a threat uh, doesn't actually kill him and makes his no. makes him you know lose life. So I guess that that, that is an answer. It's it's considerable. What was it? What was the cost? Two and a black. Two and a black. Mm-hmm. It kills most things, so it's like not, not a saying, bad card. That's, that's traditional anyway. traditional removal spells doesn't <clears throat> don't necessarily work well on Thrag Dusk and that includes balancing and and when it dies and exiling it just because of the uh, leaving the battlefield craze upon it. And, and that's where Thrag Dusk really thrives. The gaining the five life, that's bonus, but we've seen that before. But where Thrag Dusk is going to see play outside of uh, standard is because of the leaving the token when it leaves play. It's relative to something that, like a Revlark, basically. We haven't yeah. seen something like this since that. It's just annoying. There's I think there's it's not a, there's not a, there's not a good answer. against Revlar. Yes. I was like, well, it's in play now. Might mm-hmm. as well accept it. There's not really a way to... There's ways to get around it, I suppose, but I think you accept it and move on. And aside from pacifying or enchanting, and I found that uh, besides Tamiyo and Dungeon Geist, and just tapping it down in general, Ooh. just getting it out of the way, the blue tapping abilities do seem good. Tamiyo and Dungeon Geist. I hadn't considered those when I was thinking. Yeah. Well, that's, that's how you beat me. <laughs> and that's that's how we get around Drag Tusk, at least right now in standard. Uh, moving on, we'll talk about some Modern Masters. Do you guys know what Modern Masters is? I had the summary pulled up here. What exactly is Modern Masters? 229 card set of reprinted cards. All cards are modern legal, and the set is designed to be drafted. And for a full explanation, you can see Alan Forthyth, whatever. Perhaps you're more comfortable with bubble points like these. 229 reprinted cards from modern format with new art. <coughs> cards are reprints from 8th edition through Alara Reborn. New, never-before-printed tokens. 15-card booster packs with one premium per pack. Designed to be drafted. 24 packs per box. 699 MSRP. English only, but with a global distribution and a conservative print run. Conservative. Conservative, what did I say? 
conservative. It's just an interesting state. It's just an interesting term. (laughs) They will not be standard legal, but they will be tournament legal in all formats where the original printing was. Going on sale June 7th, 2013. Alright, before any of you two say anything, what do you think about this? I'm really excited for a new, like, I've never really got into modern yet, and I'm really excited to play with all these new cards, with all these reprints, and get back into it. Just being able to to make those cards available. Yeah, to make to them more more available to me as, an, as a relatively new. Six months ago, right? Well, right. As well as a new player, <laughs> from, well, from a new player's vantage point, it gives you access to cards that you don't have to spend. Right, I don't have to. I don't, have to, I don't, have to, I don't feel like I have to invest well, Clarence, into modern anymore. Going to Clarence after he reads us, how do you feel about it? I, I'm stoked about it. I want to see. I the the conversation I had about it is I worry about what it'll do to card prices for. Which is, like which is the original time of life, what what's going to happen to? Does that upset you? No, it just it bring like what do do you sell now and buy later? Because we talked about this earlier yeah, today, right? They said in the article that the uh, percentage of what what is available out there isn't it point is only zero? going to be increased by point. Like point two percent, point two zero, which would make it, you know, twenty percent. So okay, so it shouldn't have twenty percent increase in what's out there, which they think should only fluctuate the market, you know, equal. Yeah. <coughs> so your your let's say hundred dollar Tarmogoyf will now be worth eighty bucks, one twenty. Uh, but I, I don't. But with Tarmogoyf in particular, I don't think it's going to affect Tarmogoyf because uh, the, future the future site card frame is unique. The new card, it's going to have regular card frame on the new art. Have you seen the new art? The new art is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. We're going to foil Tarmogoyfs are going to be more abundant in this set as per this re- distribution with the premium card in every pack. So that I, I really think that old Tarmogoyfs are still going to maintain their value. Just simply because they look be, so different. Do you think the premiums will be more abundant, even though there will be a conservative, conservative print run? What did you do to me? <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to say. <laughs> conservative. Conservative. Uh, yeah, I'm, that that'll be. That's another thing to weigh in on. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, being the conservative print run that it is, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and um, we're done. <laughs> I think I think look at the card, Karen Gravens. That's the one card that had the old. Or Gravens. Uh, that's the one that you should look at, probably. <laughs> no, I, I completely disagree. Those are com- that, that is a completely different standpoint between a land and a creature, and and the. But it's still the card frame. It's the the availability is something you can look at. You can look at the the price difference. As I'm saying, okay. is that that well, those ones are worth more because the card frame is more pimp. Well, what you're saying about the price staying the same on the old ones. Wouldn't that modify no, the pain. price on the new ones, being that they are more limited in, in rarity? <laughs> being uh, perhaps it, like the, uh, the that Jace that is now worth one hundred twenty-five dollars, but it's more. the same. It's Jace point one. Define a pr- uh, conservative print run with the mass productions now, as compared to future sites, uh, had uh, they were not as produced as standard cards are now. So maybe the, the conservative print run then. Or now is is a much bigger print run as compared right. to a conservative print run as as opposed to the future the, the side. Game, the game's gone like bigger, the, like so the, the okay. I'm just saying percentages could be skewed there. Right. Well, getting off the of Getting off the of Going back to modern masters in general. 
Wow. Like I was saying, these uh, these booster packs are going to be $7 a pack, but it sounds like totally worth it. And not totally. to mention, most of the time you're going to be getting exactly what you paid for, if not plenty more. Right, and they're all going to be modern playable cards. And what is also fun is that they, the Therefore, whole set was designed to be drafted, so I'm very yeah. interested to see what is not the tournament cards, what is the fun cards that they included. Like the, oh my god, I can't believe they included Knight Errant or whatever, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously <laughs> not Knight Errant, but you know what I mean. Like, that kind of card. I wish they would give us banding. <laughs> banding in modern map. Oh. Right. Well, maybe they time-shifted uh, it. And we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so making a booster box of 24 cost um, a little less than $170 if you're buying the booster packs. Individually, which I haven't seen anywhere where you can buy an entire booster box it? as a set. I've only. Are you sure? Uh, like as a, like a pre-order, I suppose I haven't searched it in a day. We so. are like six months, seven months away. You totally. Know, so totally. it <laughs> might be just a little too early. God damn that tarmogoyf! Isn't that just? It, you awesome. can't see it, but look up the tarmogoyf from the article. It's it'll blow your mind. I just want to say I just went to the Daily MTG website and Chub Toad is the card of the day. Chub Toad. That's awesome. <laughs> that's this one. That's Hashtag one. Chub Toad's awesome. That's one that's like away when from Chub Tub. When you read about Modern <laughs> Masters, what did you think? My, I was, I was pretty psyched. I was. They, they, they always said they were going to support Modern, and we, well, we haven't really seen that. Uh, like more support for Modern as opposed to like the support they were giving prior to it. I guess I don't or to other formats. And this is just really them shoving it in our face, saying, look, we are doing this. Well, and, uh, and that's awesome. Um, something that has been being said is they, they've been calling it Chronicles 2. Like, they have done something like this before in the past with, with Chronicles uh, that printed, was it, shortly after Legends, right? Yes. And, uh, and which, which spawned the reason that we got the reserve list in general, because it pissed a bunch of people off that their cards were losing value. Well, the nickel bolus was losing value. I honestly don't know what it was at the time they were mad about. So that, that's that's the reason why the conservative print run is like, that they're doing it. So they're really trying to stay away from that. Okay, so what two cards? Or two? That's not too hard. What two cards would you like to see in Modern Masters? Hmm. Um, I'd like to see Cryptic Man. Still one of my cards. It it's one of those cards that it, it, every player really likes, and they made those promo ones. So it seems like they understand that it's a popular card. So I would like to see that, which doesn't seem too much of a stretch, right? Yeah, yeah totally. That's that's one of the cards I was thinking of. Um, I would also like to see something with a mechanic, I guess. Like a mechanic theme, I guess. I since they're making it for a limited draft, it seems like we'll we'll see a couple mechanics in general. And so I would like to see some either flashback or threshold. I think we'll see random mechanics throughout history. Some, I'd like to see some kind of graveyard thing anyway. I don't think they're just going to stick to like a core set of mechanics like they would a regular set. I'm sure we'll see mixed mechanics throughout the set. Well, it's maybe I'm sure we'll see probably like four mechanics throughout the set. Uh, I think we'll see more than that. What two guys do you want to see? I've given this a lot of thought, and I I, I want to see Bob, Dark Confidant. I would love to see him. But I honestly don't think he's going to be in the set. And I think, really I, I think I've mentioned that to you guys. I really think we're going to see Bob in a future standard set. Because I, I think he's a totally balanced card. We've seen reprints on other invitational cards in standard recently. 
And I, for example, but Dark Confidant is kind of a face of magic. Like if people saw that Dark Confidant was going to be in Modern Masters, it would gain popularity quite. They they showed Tarmogoyf. That that's enough, don't you think? No. That that's the face of the set. They don't need another one. I mean, Tarmogoyf. When's the last time we had two faces? But I I, I I don't care as long as we see him reprinted. They're trying to generate buzz. Of course, you're going to put Tarmogoyf. Yeah, I agree first. that Tarmogoyf is the face of the set. You're right. I shouldn't I shouldn't argue about that point. But it is also saying, all right, fucking leave us alone about Tarmogoyf. Here it is. You know, <laughs> right. because people have been bugging him. When is it? When is it? When is it? We know it's that's how the article started. started. So, so <laughs> aside like, from that, what else is going to make me want to buy this set? I get it. Tarmogoyf's in it. That's awesome. What else? Uh, and Dark Confidant might be that card. Okay, my, my number one, my number one card, Dark Confidant. Number two, Reflecting Pool. I would love to see Reflecting Pool. I I know it doesn't see a lot of modern play, but it should. Mine is mine. Artbound Ravager. I would like to see in it. And Nobody likes to see Arcod Ravager. Not even the people playing Affinity when they draw it. Like they sure like, yeah, this will be with the game, but they don't like it. They don't feel good about themselves. I'm not gonna say a band card. Ubisoft's Jitte. One hypergenesis. <laughs> you guys suck. Um, <coughs> and the the commands is a cycle. I don't know that I just want to see Cryptic. I really, I would love really to see all five. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Profane, Primal. Yeah. They were all good. Those were the hits. Even the scenario was good. It was scarcely played. When you talk about the commands, it does feel like you're talking about a CD you own. It's, it's amazing. And it has this one. And it has this one. And it has this one. Maybe <laughs> Death Cloud. Death Cloud would be cool. All right. Well, getting off on Modern Masters, is there anything else you guys would like to say about it? I would also like to see Fetchlands. That would be sweet, right? Yeah. They're playing. I suppose so, because, I mean, it would be a nice to get them out there more. Is there a better cycle of rare lands that they could give us? No. No. There really isn't, because no. they just gave us Shocklands. I, I mean, no, yeah, no, that they gave us Shocklands, there is not. Coiling Oracle needs reprinted. <laughs> That'd be fun. I'd really like to see that. But I'd like, but I mean, we might see that <laughs> in the next guild. Indeed. I, I hope to. Dude, they fucked Civic so bad I, last time. They need to do it right uh, this time. Let's go ahead and pause it. Okay. Pause! Okay, now I think it's recording. Now it's recording for real, guys. Is it? I think it's for real. Alright, I'm going from Modern Masters. We're going to talk about what Guild is because as we were discussing what we wanted to talk about on this podcast, Guilds were brought up and Will didn't know what each one of them meant. So. We're looking it up, and we're going to talk about each one. Will is himself is playing in Orzhov. Uh, what? Orzhov. How do you spell that? How do you spell that? O-R-H-Z-O-Z-H-O-N-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-
I can name them all if you'd like. No, no, you do what you're supposed to be doing. Just do it faster. Just trying to find the right article. Uh, that's all. Um, so black, white, we got. Right, black, white, we got. 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 Black, that one is blue green. Blue green is Definitely Definitely Blue white. Definitely not passing this test, Josh. Is electricity. Or is a Carbon. Oh, I don't. Is, is that all of them? Do you have any chocolate flavored or root beer flavored lubrication at all? Unfortunately, no. That's totally else. I'm very. I'm pretty sure in about root beer lube. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that you ever had root beer lube. Can you use actual root beer? Yes. I was asking. Is I, it messy? I was yes. asking Will earlier what his top three favorite flavors are. Well, Let's say you to add, add like a that. flavor. What are, what are yours, sir? If you have certain flavors, can you go for orange? You can even say Dr. Pepper as a flavor, because I'm okay with that. No, that's 23 other flavors. I know. Cola would be a flavor. Because I add Dr. Dr. Pepper Pepper to my Dr. Pepper. What? We can add just the syrup. Yeah. So I add Dr. Pepper syrup. You guys ready? Is it 46 flavors? Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, guys. Here's the breakdown of the guilds for you. As we're going to start with blue white. The blue white is Azurius. The Azurius Senate. My law. My judgment. My guilt. Also known as the high judges of the Azurius Senate is Ravnica's. Ooh, that's a big word. <laughs> <laughs> Obstensible. <laughs> Obstinable gov- governments. <laughs> Moving on. All right, I was, I was, I'm reading this now. The uh, the guild considers itself to be the mediator and controller of all of the guild's activities. Even though the most of its countless decrees are largely ignored, the Azurius Senate does wield real power. And other guilds are aware that if the Azurius had their way, they would be in charge over the entire metropolis. Azurius' reach was wax and wane depending on economic, cultural, economic and cultural trends and other guilds' activities. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I'm going into each one. That's like really that. intense. <laughs> so <if we're> <laughs> time was Sam. Let's just go to the breakdown. Orzog, black and white. My consecration, my commerce, my guild. Uh, doesn't just have like a like little sub thing for me to read. I guess I meant like one I guess I meant like guilds. Line. Like maybe I meant the lore behind them. That's what, I was, that's what I was really saying. Well, maybe you should read that at a later time. Okay, well then what do you, what do you, let's, uh, yeah, let's start reading. Well, well, you were saying you just know they about will. them, and so you can give me some kind read of the books. Clip notes. Right. Basically, there's a city called Ravnica, and it's uh, separated into ten different factions, and each faction is, like, represented through different powers and uh, some whatever. Each one does something differently. Basically, it was one of the first like, times... like, did the sonic boom. They really introduced exactly. all... Just like that. All ten colors mingled as a gold 
set, I guess is what I'd say. Like, we saw it kind of an invasion and apocalypse, but that was more centered upon, on this is what this enemy color does, this is what this enemy color does, while this is kind of mingling all of them together. They just made up this bullshit story so they could make like some cool like old set. It was, it was also the first time we were introduced to hybrid um, casting stuff, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, it made for a lot of creative decks. Okay. And that's what the guilds were about, basically. Oh, now I know. Let's talk about Thunderbolts. Alright, so my new favorite card in Magic is. And he's not even Japanese. It's uh, two red, three colorless, five five flying haste. When it comes into play, or when it enters the battlefield, the battlefield, it does damage, one damage to each creature your opponent controls with flying and taps those creatures. Hmm. He's badass. He hasn't. Right, what was it for well, it's the equal part. I just, like, just love it. I love it. Yeah. It's everything else is going. It's ridiculous because tapping creatures is a blue ability. It just not, or why? Well, no, we we've, we've seen it in red before with Thunderhawk, Thundermare, which is where it gets its name. Right. I and love it, I love me some Thundermare. Yeah, the ability do. to swing with no defenses in your way. Well, what's really interesting about this efficient red Baneslayer is the lack of love and play that it has gotten thus far outside of Japanese GPs and um, what was the latest Star City Games tournament? There was eight copies in the top eight, I believe. But outside of uh, Japanese people and this one tournament, he just hasn't got much love. But there's so much more room for the format to grow and he is a very efficient creature. He is the red rag tusk, if you will, like, if, it, if red just got that much love in the format. Uh, green's just a better color, I think that's why rag tusk is obviously the better five drop. But yeah, playing them both, I think, is ideal. Uh, that would be really awesome. You should do that. You play rag tusk out of the sideboard. Oh, speaking of, uh, the new event decks were released, and there's a Golgari one that comes with one rag tusk in the sideboard. That'll help the price come down a little bit. There's also a wooded, uh, wooded cemetery, which I guess are almost twenty dollars cards too. But yeah, back on topic. Getting back to Thunderball, I I think that we're going to see quite a bit more of it coming up. I think we're going to see quite a bit more red. Red is becoming a lot more successful, and as I read more articles upon more sites, I'm, I'm seeing more tricolor decks in the third color included is red. Everybody's including red into whatever was the traditional fill of whatever it was. So that's a pillar of flame though because that's that's the answer to zombies. When you look at some of these some of these decks that were already that were historically good coming into this new standard and got modernized. People were modernizing them with just those two colors and finding them to be lackluster. So now that they're adding red to make it even more doable. So I think that's why we're going to see more Thunderball. People are going to see the three colors as doable as long as you have a centered color. You're splashing too. He only has room to grow. I mean, he's still like valued at what, 12 to $15? Or somewhere in there? So, I mean. Room to grow. I think with cards I can see more play, like Fragtusk and especially like Wolf or Silverheart and, uh, you know, these big, these big mono-colored creatures, uh, what, what's the card ultimate price? Is that what it's called? 
What is the destroy target mono colored? Oh, yeah, because I don't understand that. Is it? I can't remember what it's called. I don't know. It's on here somewhere. So many tabs. Wow, that took a long time to open. Destroy target monocolored creature, whatever that one in the black Doomblade, yeah. new Doomblade spell. Yeah, I think I think that's just going to see more play as a, if it's it does really see more play. It's cheaper than murders. So. Cheaper than murder? Did you, you just say like that? No, or ask yeah. about the Thunder Mom. I need yeah, some. Trade them to us. <laughs> Ultimate like price. That is it. What is the high five for Sam? It's an uncommon. Sorry, I'm excited. What do you think is the answer for Thunderball? When people start playing Thunderball, what fights it well? What are you, what are you playing against it in your deck? Well, I mean, it's just it's, a creature. A Anything creature. that answers a creature, it doesn't have any tricks. Yeah, but it comes in and swings for five most of the time when that is happens. That, hasty that, creatures are scary. I would love to see a mono haste creature deck. I think that'd be pretty sweet. Is that is that doable right now? Well, it would have to be green red. There's uh, the Ash Zealots. He's he's hasty. Hell Rider. He's hasty. Strangler guys. Yeah. It, no, you can do it. That's what all hasty creatures. That's scary. That is scary. Yeah. Well, Thunderball's a badass. I think we're going to see a lot more of them going forward. Sorry if we rambled there for a minute. Sam does that. Yeah, they edit that part out. <laughs> Awkward pause. <laughs> Wait, thanks for it. Let's talk about um, Commander a little bit. Sam wanted to talk a little bit about Commander. He's been loving him some Commander and... Well, is there any other uh, standard-based topics? He doesn't even want to talk about Commander. No, no, he wants to talk about it for a very long time, so he wants to make sure we've covered everything else. Well, I mean, I don't want to, like, come back around to Standard after we've... We're going to do two different things after this. I got Only one of them involves right. fans. Well, basically, we've been playing a lot of Commander. I, oh, I have been. I've been enjoying Commander uh, a lot. Well, I want to ask you something before we get right into your subject. You continue to call it Commander, even though we traditionally called it EDH. And now you're just... You're, you jump to that name. You're I, 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 <laughs> I try to use Commander because it appeals to more people. There's right. a lot of people out there, and even people within our playgroup, who know it as Commander. So I just try to use that. So by saying EDH, I don't want to misrepresent myself. I don't know. I don't want. To, I, I I'm trying to close the gaps. The gap for confusion. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I'm, I I got nothing to say to that. I'm just calling you out. Okay, I think you're just jumping on the bandwagon. I don't think it's a bandwagon. Or we're giving. I think it's just the I official name. Giving them shit. That's it. So moving on to your favorite topic, <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Uh, basically, okay, basically, um, in Magic, there's always really been two types of players. Uh, I realize there's more than two, but but basically, if we're going to look at the main categories, why was the dryer going? <laughs> Did you guys notice? <laughs> you notice Whoa. you can hear me better now? That's because Josh had the dryer going. <laughs> Wait, you waited until we started the podcast to run the dryer. That just hit me. <laughs> Why did none of you say that? <laughs> you what, what time is it? <laughs> I apologize. I'm still playing with my teeth for the rest of the podcast. Pushing oh. 2 a.m. As you should see the chart. That's 
<laughs> Basically, casual and competitive players. That's oh. what I was getting down to. Winners and losers. Uh, when, you, when you're looking at the uh, just basic two main types of, of Magic players, casual and competitive, it, that, that I think that's true for Commander as well. But what I find odd is that with uh, Standard and other formats, Josh uh, does, does do play competitively, but with Commander, he, he doesn't. I can't get him to play competitive Commander. And I don't want to, I mean, and, I, and it's not that I want him to just be cutting edge and net decking. I, I just want him to have more of a goal to win. I think if, he, that, if, if he's doing more. In the environment okay, that so when we first started playing EDH, <laughs> that was never the point. It was because we were so drained on building competitive decks for tournaments that EDH was an escape to just have fun. And so Josh... Josh's decks are always fun. He, and I love he just Josh. plays cards that he would never play in a <laughs> tournament that are fun. There's at least one card a game where it's, hey guys, watch this. <laughs> And that's, all, and that's fine, but, that's, but, I, but I, what I hate is that most EDH games, that that's the only spell he plays. Every <laughs> 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 time they're waiting, don't kill Josh yet, he's got something really cool coming up on turn 18. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Josh plays Warp World. I think, I, think, I think that maybe we can hit a middle ground here, is what I'm getting at. Josh, put five competitive cards in each Not, not even that. Put cards that aren't so costly. Use a, use a mana for with yeah, your EDH easier. deck, so therefore you're playing more Five spells and being more involved in the game. <laughs> I don't mean to into to approach intervention, like, but that I don't know. <laughs> I just it just Josh, you never you have a evolve. <laughs> I want you to be involved. I'd feel fine playing EDH. <laughs> he doesn't have a problem <laughs> denial. I don't think that there is a problem just because I don't. I don't, I don't think there's a problem either win, per se. Uh, and it, it, it's not that I want you to win. I just that I don't feel you have as much fun as I do. Maybe I. Okay, Josh is always having fun. He's always rephrase. I don't feel you have as much fun as everybody else. <laughs> We're having well, fun thanks, here. Uh, no, I, I appreciate the concern, and and it's taken into account. Maybe maybe I will make something that's a little more competitive to play every once in a while. I don't think that's the right term, even. I don't want you to be competitive, but, uh, but I don't want you to <laughs> like I want more, I more interactive. I will properly construct a Sam wants you card to win. deck. Sam wants you to win. You also have to factor time into the game. One of us has to die quickly. Because we're usually playing with at least four or five people. I do have to say <laughs> that there is at least one card in each of my EDH decks that lets me get out of the game no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's, time for, it's time for bed, guys. Like, yeah, there's like ways to kill myself. Oh shit, Josh played door to nothingness. He's targeting himself. <laughs> <laughs> I win, I get to go to sleep. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> when it becomes four in the morning and there's just massive and there's, amounts of mana but nothing else on the board <laughs> and that's the 19th board sweeper that happened in this game you, you just realize that you're running in place <laughs> at that point it's just no, it's bedtime like uh. I need somebody to play something broken by then I need somebody to be more competitive and not have an answer to it <laughs> All right. Well, on the, on the, while we're mentioning Commander, I just want to do a shout out to Commander Cast. That is a podcast I listen to a lot. I I do suggest you guys all listen to it. It's not competitive or uh, at all. It's just a wow. fun podcast about magic, and it, there's just guys like us talking about particular archetypes and mechanics you can use in games and such. And uh, one of the main topics that they they talk about that I think is really great that 
I would like to just mention here is the integrating playgroups uh, as having the going from a casual to a more competitive playgroup and having decks that could function either in both kind of playgroup environments or just having a deck built for this and a deck built for that. Uh, a lot of it, it, there's always different guests on and they talk about their different experiences with different playgroups and it's, it's very interesting. Josh? Josh just got a reminder on his iPad that he has a <coughs> fart. Oh, it's, it's 2 a.m.? No, fart. It's 2 a.m., guys. Time to fart. No, I'm not going to try it. It doesn't seem like a good idea. <laughs> and <laughs> Josh pooped. <laughs> never, force a, never force a fart, people. No good cubs of it. Yep. Never waste a boner. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what a perfect segue into... You know, a boner is a horrible thing. A perfect segue into a t-shirt. Holy shit. What, never waste a boner. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Christmas. <laughs> My dad taught me. <laughs> I'm excited for Christmas suddenly. <laughs> that sounds very painful. <laughs> <laughs> Things <are> my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why we never see you, Dad? <laughs> That's why you only talk to him on the phone every Stop other talking Sunday. About Christmas, okay? one phone call. Christmas is the worst time of the year. Is your dad Darth Vader? Essentially, more or less. Yes. Come to the dark side. Oh, I'm not going to touch your penis again, Dad! <laughs> oh, oh. It's magic. <laughs> I thought she started talking. <laughs> I can just see little little kid Will running from Dad's direction. Again. <laughs> stop, Stan, stop. You got and shit. Why did he put oh. on the bathrobe? Oh, no. He's Poor not going well. to the bathroom. <laughs> Is that our off-topic segment? <laughs> sorry. Because, oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we can talk all No, about no, it. it's not your fault, Will. It's <laughs> not your it's fault. Not, you did nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah, man, it's all right. Around here, you can talk about anything you want. It's just, we'll probably tweet about it. You'll be able to catch... <laughs> Is there a picture now? Fucking H. Sam. <laughs> you You'll be able to catch Will on the next episode of Dr. Phil. <laughs> all right. Show us on the doll where he touched you. <laughs> your your black and white deck. Tell black and white or Zav. Um, making tokens. You want to okay? So you have a black white or Zav deck on your single one casting cost. What do you have? I had Doom Traveler. Of course, that's it. That's it. All I have for one cast. Uh, your two cast. Two cast. I have Intangible Virtue. What else do I have? Who should we ask? Well, if not you. I don't know. So I'm trying to remember my deck. It's been a while since we played. <laughs> This is how long it's been. I just need a suggestion. I have a, I, have right I, there, I know. So. I need a suggestion. No, I'm looking for suggestions for my like couple ones. Like I have like four spots open for cards that I want. Better. What do you seem to be having problems with? Early game. Yeah, early game. And I want to play. He somebody recommended Sarah Avenger. Is that what it's called? No. That's not an That's early, not game, early right. game. No. Right. No. That's what I mean. I want something low cost. White. What about Gather the Townsfolk? That's a very efficient token generator. It's and one and white, souls. and it one makes one two one two one one white. I have, I have lingering souls, intangible virtue, midnight haunting, Soren, obviously. What other token makings do you have? Do you have uh, the Geist that still makes tokens? I do not. You got I saw the Geist and our monk. It's a five drop. Right, he's too sweet. He doesn't need more than high drops. But you you kept the Captain of the Watch, right? I kept Captain of the Watch because it's just too awesome after Cathar's Crusade. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just... You know what he needs? Cathar's Crusade is also something you run. 
um, and Temple of Virtue, of course, is in there. Um, what else? What's the increasing other, devotion? The I have what it's what, What's abnormal? I guess about your deck. What is it you're playing? He's also running Soren. Right, I'm running Soren, so I get my emblems to pump it even more. Um, what, what's a, what is different about your deck than what would be traditionally found in this? Just those token makers. I'm just making them really big, making them really fast. Like, Cathar's Crusade is probably the only one that's. Cathar's Crusade is the innovation you put in? The, the, yeah, that makes it different. That makes it, that makes it just crazy. Because after Cathar's Crusade, I've, I've already done it like twice where I flash back, increasing devotion, which makes. You know, Essentially. Essentially, like 10. You get to play Cathar's Crusade. They look at the top card of the deck. If it doesn't answer Cathar's Crusade, then. I usually win. Especially because I'm also making flyers. So there's usually, and the, by the time I get to play Cathar, <coughs> I usually have so many creatures out, it is a win condition. And it's awesome. I see something to get closer to that. How many games have you lost with Cathar's Crusade in your hand? None. That fast. In your it's hand? Like, like you're unable to cast it, or like... Oh, I'm sorry, in my hand? No. Uh, not many, because I almost always get to cast it. Like, there's not very many that I don't play that card. Okay, so you if I get Cathar's Crusade, I play it. I'm always getting the five and six. Okay. Hmm. Well, that's important. What I think your deck really needs is, like, uh, Orzhov Kirud. Did we finally get that? I like this, that gap to get up from four to five, you know? Well, we're talking about today, not, not in the future. I know, but that's. I, I feel that's what it needs. I, I, I need something for game day. I need something for game day. Right. What, can I, what can I run? I have, I, have like, I have like three or four songs. In my opinion, I would run the black and white knights that they've printed because they have exalted. And they have protection from something, which is a double of, and it's also something that once something bigger is out there, you can sit back with them, and the exalted helps out whatever else you're playing. Right. Although, unfortunately, you're attacking with quite a few creatures at a time. So maybe that's very, very. That's a very rare situation. You can play enchantment buster dudes, which there's about six of them out there, which are two drops. I have a one and uh, colorless because there's a shit ton of enchantments out there to kill. There's oblivion rings. There's the the, the entertainment sphere. Rancors are abundant. You don't want to blow up rancors though. Yes, but there's there's (laughs) a there's a fox that you can exile it uh, an enchantment with, and there's a uh, a white. Erase. Erase that you can exile in your channel. So either one of those two also can For two jobs. Mm. Not er, thereabouts. If it's under four, that's great. <laughs> those maybe seem more sideboard worthy, but. Because right. right now my one of is Thruben, Dames, Doomsayer, Entries, Yuck. and Mikhail Solar. Thruben, I just toss in there because he handed it to me. That's foil. Huh. I'm shiny. I just got distracted. That's in my deck. <laughs> you might want to try to pick up maybe a playset of Judges Familiars, because it's the the blue-white hybrid one-cost. Um, one one flyer, and you can sacrifice it to counter a... Incident or Sorcery. Incident Sorcery, unless... I don't have that. I don't have any answers. We won't, I don't think That's we have any. Answer. We don't have any of those. Uh, we'll right. I like it. It's a very good card. But you can play that also as a one drop, yeah. and when they try to target your stuff, they can make them just hesitate a little bit. Plus, um, I have enough stuff in my hand. So, what else did you <coughs> know or talk about as far as your deck goes? That gave me a lot of options. I don't really have much more going on with that. I'm very, I've just been performing pretty well. Why not gather the townsfolk? Why don't I have that? Yeah. Uh, cause I, I get soldier effects from the other ones. I like that when I have caps on the watch. Having two caps on the watch, I was also fun. 
So using my soldiers plus two plus two is making soldier tokens instead of human tokens. A lot more beneficial. But I mean for you know for two I'll sideboard for sure. Just to get more tokens if I need it. <coughs> yeah, maybe you should set up the <laughs> microphone. Yeah, I got something kind of set up here. Where are those foil together the town's posts? Probably in my probably over here. Oh, did you already get them? Yeah. Yeah. I put them. Oh, good. Right now. <laughs> that, that, was, that was my best yeah, idea. That. Um, <laughs> as far as a sideboard, what do you think you're going to put in there as a focus tape? I, uh, any kind of sorceries, because I don't have many answers in my deck. I'm terminus for uh, creatures to deal with creatures, but I don't have anything. I don't have anything to deal with, you know, counter spells and whatnot, and I might just have to suck it up. I've been winning without it so far, but I need something else. Try and know it's just use Rest in peace. What does rest in peace do for me? It's one white necklace enchantment that says when it enters the battlefield, exile all cards from all graveyards. Hmm. And if a card or token would be put into a graveyard from anywhere, exile it instead. He plays like being sold now. Okay. It's a, it's a good card. It, Snapcaster Mage. It just stops all the silliness. So there's Dryad Militant. And maybe if I side, yeah, side Yeah, he would play that one drop to one, the new um, Savannah line uh, that does the exact same thing that you just said. Almost. Well, yeah, almost. That way he could put pressure on it. I like Sever the Bloodline. Sever the Bloodline is Absolutely. really good right now. A lot of tokens out there, man. Your move was an inspired one. <laughs> Alright, well, anything else, Will, about your deck? Let's, let's move on to yours then. Your standard deck of choice today is. I'm playing the green, red, mid range. Um, the focus of the deck is to play five cast and cast creatures to kill people. Alright, tell me uh, the one drops and just go up to convert a mana cost. We've got four Arbor Elves, four Avacyn Pilgrim, which I think the Pilgrims are going to turn into Farseek. Um, four Pillar of Flames, three Borderland Rangers, I didn't go up to Camarilla, sorry. Four Searing Spears, four Hunt Masters, four Thunder Maw Hellkites, three Wolfish Silver Hearts, four Bonfires, and two Revenge of the Hunt. Cyborg? Um, right now I have four Thunderbolts, four Silly Restoration Angels, or, you know, Flying Creatures. Um, Three crushing vines for artifacts that were more flying creatures. You hate them fly out. Right now I have four acidic slimes. I think they're going to stay. And I have four ancient grudge, which I think and you're I'm going to keep two. Yeah. I think I'm going to keep two ancient grudge and put two drag tests in that spot. And one more drag test where a thunderbolt is so that I have three drag tests in my sideboard. Nice. They need to be there. So, right now you have eight spots in your sideboard that are dedicated to artifacts and enchantments, essentially. I have the four, four, five, six. <laughs> Eleven ways to kill an artifact, four ways to kill an enchantment. No, that's right a now. lot of ways to kill an artifact, in my opinion, right now. What artifacts are the so I don't know. None. <laughs> Mirrodin's gone. I know, I thought about this today. This is why I'm asking you. No, I'm not trying to make you look stupid or anything, because I was the same thing. I am. That's stupid. <laughs> I was like, stupid. I'm like, what artifacts is, are there out there that are getting played 
enough that I'm scared of that I need to have an answer for. And I sat there and I started looking at deck list and I, I couldn't find a single one. Not one that I was like, well, if I don't have something for that, I'm dead. There's just not one out there right now. Wow. But there's tons of enchantment play. Right. Exactly. And here's why I'm going to usher in Parceline. It's a sorcery. It's a three drop. It's one white, two colorless. Destroy all enchantments. Gain two life for each enchantment destroyed. Is it? I thought it was two covered of mana cost. Nope, three. Okay. Still. Just don't. If, if you're not playing any enchantments yourself, this is something you might want to think about. The only artifact that I can think of is your enchantress fight. Or when you sideboard, if you have the option to take out the enchantments that you are playing and being able to put that in and just being able to destroy the board of enchantments that are bothering you. That's a good way to go. That's my attention. That's my abdication. Uh, so, what else about your deck would you like to know or talk about? Um, I just. I really like it. Uh, <laughs> I haven't. That's good. Show and tell, folks. I haven't lost. This is my deck. That much. I feel like it has a chance against everything. Because the, the two Revenge of the Hunted is just because I really like the card. If I can get it Miracle Turn 2 and do 7 points of damage with an Arbor Elf. And I apologize real quickly. I didn't hit your mana, your land base if you can hit that off real quick because it is relevant. 4 Kessig Wolf Run, 4 Rootbound Crag, 4 of Mountains. Okay, there you go. Alright, continue. What were we saying? Um, Revenge of the Hunted is a card that, that I do board out a lot, but it's also a game changer for when you play that match against Restoration Angel dot deck or whatever, you know, tokens. However, it's a way to get through hey, 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 when hey. when they have an army <laughs> as well. And grid playtesting match? <laughs> no, I'm just saying any deck that runs a lot of creatures, it's just a way to get through and kill the problematic creatures that are in your way. But I have so many and Bonfire of the Damned is the best card in standard. Whoa. I disagree. That's really good, though. I propose <laughs> that Geist of Saint Trapped is probably the best card in standard. Bonfire of the Damned gets around Geist of Saint Trapped. It doesn't get around it. It directly kills it. That's, no, all. that's, not, that's not the point. <laughs> it gets around everything. Honestly, the best card in standard is still Snapcaster. Yeah, okay. And Intel, yeah, the best card in standard is still Snapcaster. It's, it's hard to argue about. <laughs> and then Island's pretty good. <laughs> anyway, I think Forest is good. What else would you like to uh, talk Try about as far as you Are you having any bad matchups right now? Is there anything you're afraid of? Not is there anything you haven't played? I.e., zombies? Yeah, I haven't played against zombies yet. Yeah. I think I'll be alright with pillars and ways to get rid of stuff, but I don't know. Blood Artist is pretty scary because I run a lot of creatures. Blood Artist is. Blood Artist is fucking scary. I'll, um, I'll leave it out. I really don't know what other decks are out there. I can't tell you that more than anything else. My advice for standard playing right now is if you see a Blood Artist and you have an answer for it, use the answer. Don't hesitate. Regardless of what the damage is right You'll then, just do die. it right then. Just die. Because Blood Artist takes advantage of us being horny. No, just being late to everything. Just to to putting it off. It. We'll put it off. We'll just put it off. We'll kill it in a minute. We'll kill it in a minute. Oh my god. We're procrastinators <laughs> at heart. And so we just push it back. And, and that's how Blood Artist kills us. Blood Artist does kill a lot. What else are you here. scared of as far as that? Don't say spiders. Don't say spiders. Oh god. <laughs> 
Clowns. They have reach. Oh, fuck. <laughs> clowns have clowns clowns reach? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Super long-armed clowns. Yeah. I don't really know. I was just looking for better sideboard options, because I, I feel like most of the time... I'm not sideboarding anything in because I don't know the matchups well enough. Any suggestions, really? Because I just kind of threw this to you. When Primeval Titan was gone, I was like, I oh, I want to play that good deck now. How many, <laughs> how many Thunder Mills are you, are you at right now? Four. Four. Not are there clone effects you can play? Not in those colors. Not in red green. Are yeah. splashing it? I think you should it? be splashing blue so you can clone Thunder I think you should splash blue and black so you can, for uh, Evil Twin. See, and... And white. You that way you can play on burial rights before when it dies. Oh my god, it's not. We just put your deck. It's splash uh, blue for Snapcaster Mage. Because it's the best card to stand. It is a lot of fun to have Wolf or Silverheart out and not soul bonded. And then play Thunder Maw Hellkite and swing for nine rather than five. What about Rancor? Hey, why aren't you Rancor? Rancor goes over the top for these uh, creatures. I mean, you have your Red Hunted, but well, Rancor. Well, I need stock. I shut up. I don't know, because all these people are playing no, enchantment hate now. I just... <coughs> <coughs> Let them run their enchantment hate against Rancor. Bring it. They want to sack their fox to... I, I don't know that anybody's going to be playing enchantment hate. I don't even know that it's worth it. Maybe I'm wrong. It's just something that I was thinking about today. I think you need to have enchantment hate, but not for cards like Rancor. You need to have enchantment hate for cards like uh, for O-Ring, Defending Spear, and Collect uh, a Blessing. But... It, I agree with the rain cords a bad example. I intend to is pretty badass. Alright, moving on to Sam's <laughs> deck then. Sam wants to talk about his deck because he's going to be going to the Magic Game Day. Lucky. Well, first, I want to like to say about Game Day. Game Day's been going on now for, for 12 years. I've been playing Magic for almost 15 years. This is my first Game Day, game day to attend ever. I have just never had the opportunity or just known about it in time to make the time to play in game day. This time I got I got an email. I am off of work. I'm going to go to game day. And I'm going to play my current deck I am playing, which is a Selesnya deck. I am planning on adding black to it soon. I don't know yet, though, because I really like the build I have right now. Uh, currently I'm playing with uh, the eight mana dorks. The uh, Arbor Elf and Avicen Pilgrim. <coughs> I'm main decking four Thalias, because Thalia is the yeah, baddest right. bitch and the bitches that are bad. And Elvis, then, yes. is there any other two drops? I have two Elvish Visionaries as two drops. Um, for three drops, I have four Fiend Hunters, because I believe in Fiend Hunter, and he believes in me. Shut up, Will. You're a I believe in Fiend Hunter. Shut your gay mouth. <laughs> Sir. Are you playing Terminus? I am not playing Terminus. Get out. Uh, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get me get around. Uh, I'm also playing two Rancors as one drops. I should have mentioned. I'm also playing four Slesnia yeah. Charms as two drops. Yeah. So as you see, half my deck is like one and two drops. Um, and you have. Uh, I don't think I have any other three drops in the deck besides Fiend Hunter. I am going to come up with any. Uh, as four drops, I got four Restoration Angels, four Sublime Archangels, uh, five drops I run for Thrag Tusk, and then I have two six drops with two Collective Blessings main deck, which I don't know if that should be main deck or not. No, I, dude, it 
It's, it, it's, it's no one ever expects it. You just win. They'll do a lot of your games go to turn six. Let's let's go to that first. One. Uh, well, I don't. Could those be replaced with something that makes them not go to turn six? I, well, the, the, the other day against you, I played Pluck of Blessing turn three with a mana up uh, with the okay. okay. judges familiar. All right. When I say I apologize, when I say turn six, I mean is there something that you could do with that mana before that that would make the game in sooner in your favor? Probably. Uh, give me a moment. Well, then that's probably what you should be playing. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see I think I'm playing. I'm a big Sublime Archangel. I was playing so many But if you're, if you're fine and you want the game to get to there, if you want the game to get to there so that you can win there, that that seems whether you want to. What is the uh, overrun that we have right now that that might be? Just look at the current better? standard. I don't know. Revenge of the Hunted. Look at the current standard and and decide if that's the game that you're going to be playing. If you're going to be, I the, think it's the, the best for my deck. Okay, then you need to fashion your deck more to getting that as a as a constant. Probably go up to three. I would take the Talia's out. No, I will. no, no Talia is no, so no. good. She, dude, I play eight nod nod creatures. Okay, I we all disagree. Why do you say that? Because uh, I watch Sam counter his own spells. Just that one time. That is the only time it's ever happened. And there was alcohol involved. Fuck you. Like I seriously, right. I played with Talia and made deck for a while. I played dozens of games, and that is still the only spell that it's I it's the, ever the done. The question that. is, Sam should not play with Talia. <laughs> Maybe you right, should. Right, Maybe Talia's you should. good in the deck. Right? right in Sam's deck. Sam should not play with Talia. Talia is good in the deck. Yes. Okay. There you go. The collective blessing is. <laughs> you don't like collective blessing in the deck. Okay. What, what do you think what is, is what do you end? think is my is best over, what do you think's a better over the top spell then? Like I really think Revenge of the Hunted is for my deck that's all creatures. Well, I I'm not saying this is what it is, but what about the No, it's for your deck where all the rest of your creatures get through except for, for most of the but they're all one ones. No, yeah, I play uh, seriously, like all my creatures are very small. My creatures are very small. Like uh Sure, I come in with that one creature that's really big and they have to block it, and that's fine. I may off some dudes, but then I'm hitting them for like 3-4 damage. Don't you play Sublime Archangel? Yeah, so I attack so with one creature. So with one creature, so if you play Revenge of the Hunted on that one creature that has Exalted 6, and then it gets another plus 6, plus 6, and Trample. Yeah, it's a good spell. That's a win, that's a win. But, or I could just give all my creatures 3-3 three, three and sweep for like 80. And the gate yeah, that the exalted day. from your main. Creature. Oh no no no! They, they did, okay. You say that Sublime Archangel effect of Blessing don't interact well together. Yes. They, that's fine. Why are you looking for something to pump all your creatures when you're playing a deck based on one creature exalted? Sublime Archangel. I think Josh just felt a better card. I was going to suggest Angel Serenity just because it's also a creature, so you don't have to even worry about that as something. But that's also increasing the mana cost by one. I know it's obviously something you can afford to do because of all the ramp you're playing. I I just don't know that maybe you had thought about it and just decided against it. Honestly, we don't have any, <laughs> but so I haven't tried it out. But availability just it shouldn't be a factor upon it. Yeah, no, no, it's not. It never should be. It's not. I should test it. Yes. It seems really good. I actually had not even considered well, it because we don't have it. Uh, no, that, that's not very good. You're telling me that I'm testing against a deck with you're just playing. Uh, Cards we have. It's 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 a, it's such a good deck. Come on. 
I only <laughs> lose against Clarence consistently. And I actually, it's really funny, Clarence. I'm, I'm going to say this. I was just going to, like, next time we play, you try it. But I, I do have four Ghost Porters men in my sideboard, like I have since I built the deck, just for Kasag Wolf Run, the cards you always beat me with. That's not true. This is true. Kasag Wolf Run is... You do most of your damage to me with Kasag Wolf Run. It's probably, in my opinion, the scariest card in the deck. And that's... No, Thunder Maul Hellcat. I'm not scared of Thunder Maul Hellcat. Have you seen that picture? It's a fucking dragon. It is a fucking dragon. (laughs) Will has a point. But I have eight answers in my deck for Thunder Maul Hellcat. I have zero answers in my deck for Kasag Wolf Run. Fair enough. Um, I don't have answers for either. What else about game day would you like to play? <laughs> so, uh, well, game day, like I mentioned earlier, the, why why I brought That's up Frag Tusk and why we like, discussed the best ways to get rid of it is because uh, at our local area, Frag Tusk is a big deal. Everybody at the shop does play it, and I haven't had much experience playing against it. So I was lo- that's why I was looking for ways to that I can find in my deck to overcome the green menace that is Thrag Tusk. Uh, because I know I'm going to be seeing a lot of it at game day. I, I have a lot of faith in my deck, though. I have a feeling that I'm a better player than a lot of the people I'll see there, but I have no idea what kind of turnout we're going to be looking at. Our shop uh, could turn out an eight-person tournament, or it could be a 50-person tournament. There's really no telling. Uh, have you any of you guys played in game day ever? Josh, you did once, twice, nope. nine times, three times a lady, three times a lady. Hey, uh, two times? I, I don't know how many times I've played in it, but like I played. Like it what kind of turnouts? Yeah, at least twice. What kind of turnouts? Like 20, 30, yeah, 20 plus, eighty, Easy. under four. Who, who's to say? I don't know. I, I realize there's not prestige in it, and. One thing I did notice this year, uh, the one notable thing about game day is uh, they hand out a playback to the winner. It has the big word champion printed on it, but for the last four years, they have left off the in. It, well, not left it off. They just faded it out with another pitcher or an advertisement or a sponsor. So it's a champion. So it's a champion, game day champion. Yeah, that's a, it's a, it's a known thing. Game Day Champion. This year they have yeah. fixed this Game problem. It actually says printed across the whole mat. It says champion. There will be, for I'm the first sure. time ever, a play mat well, I'm not for the Game Day Champion. <laughs> I can't win a champion. Awesome. If you want a champion play mat, Will, go to eBay. Go to eBay. Everything's on eBay. Dude, I found your mom on eBay. Yeah, she said hi. She was selling, like, kitchen gear. Don't misunderstand it. Man. Miss under time for bed. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Like a horse. <laughs> like Peter Griffin's horse. Well, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was retarded. <laughs> well, don't be, retar- <laughs> don't be afraid to say a popular one here. But who is your favorite comic book character? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Come on, it should be international. It should be banned. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, why did... Is it just Batman? It's just Batman. It's, just, it's, it's, it's okay. I don't oh. have a problem with that. You don't have to ever. It's between that and Deadpool. Yeah, it's really like Deadpool. Not like Boner Deadpool, but, you know. I'd have to get a like tattoo of his whole body out of his body. <laughs> like, probably a hand job. That's not true. He does not have a leg. <laughs> <laughs> Almost the full Deadpool body. This is true. There's just so many different Batmans to love, though. <laughs> and I only have one life. As far as I only have one day. <laughs> as far as just the movies, let, let's not even include uh, Adam West because I think that he should be set aside. That's just that. Yeah, yeah, Until yeah. someone else does another series <laughs> that competes with his, he should just be set aside. 
Yeah, Groot's the awesome. Yeah, you can include him because of the Batman movie. Okay, if you'd like to. Okay. But I, I, then I would say, in the competition, you may not hold up. But he is definitely king of any series that's ever been. Made. In my opinion, that's that's the so best best person or best argue, betrayal Batman in a movie. Uh, I like Christian Bane in Dark Knight Rises. You said Christian Bane. Christian. <laughs> Somebody punch him now. <laughs> Christian, thank you. Christian Bale in, in Dark Knight Rises. No way. Michael no? Keaton, hands down. Yeah. I didn't I see that one. Which one was hands down? Because I'm producing it. <laughs> it's the porno. <laughs> <laughs> it's the re-envisioning. Anyway, a Batman porno the other day. Michael Keaton was too short of a Batman. <laughs> I I'm not doing Showtime. Michael Keaton, I, I, I think as far as the superhero genre goes, Batman's probably up there with the pornography. You guys want to know what's oh, hilarious? <laughs> We've <laughs> had this conversation before here. on the podcast. Well, the no, best portrayal of Batman. Porn? Yeah, we've talked about this. Uh, no, I'm good. Like, <laughs> we don't have to talk about that again. Oh. I say Michael Keaton, I think. I love yeah. Michael Keaton. I hate him as Batman. Is Heath Ledger just hands down the best villain? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's not. And who's the second? Best he's dead. Best Batman villain portrayed in a movie? Mm-hmm. Penguin. Penguin. Yeah, Danny DeVito as Penguin. Really? It's hard to portray the Penguin as good. He did a great job. Candace to this day is creeped out by Penguins in general because of Danny DeVito's performance in that movie. You see his face everywhere. Oh God! There's an army of Devitos. Let's go back to Nicholson playing the Joker the first time. Then yeah, it was Nicholson yes. though. It was yeah. just it was fine. It wasn't he. Was, it wasn't even like hardcore Joker. Not even uh, Jim you Carrey. Know, so he played it so well, <laughs> I think they like what he about, was trying uh, to. I don't think he was allowed to. What about Cesar Romero, who played him in the uh, the series with the mustache? He, like he was too proud to shave his mustache, so we just took him. Dude, he's a Mexican. He doesn't even count. We hate oh. rain. <laughs> I, we're still recording. <laughs> Damn it! Say Sam Jackson would have been the best Batman. But the best Batman? Yeah. <laughs> what? What do you <laughs> motherfuckers think you're doing over there? <laughs> I am sick. No, very stealth. Motherfucking penguins. <laughs> motherfucking I would like penguins. to see. I would like to see them mix up rates. <laughs> I know that they've done it in the comic books. I know that they portrayed Spider-Man as a young African American. But I'd like to see that done in a movie. I'd like to see them take. Like like the Flash. Yeah, we America gave him Nick Fury, man. It was not more realistic if he was black, right? Right. Or <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I would like to see that. Or maybe maybe in the second Green Lantern, they could do okay. uh, a John Stewart. Sorry. Sorry. What? Okay. They got War Machine. They got Nick Fury. Why do you want him? To have I want to see. I don't know. I would like to see a white Nick Fury. I don't know. I'd like to see him. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. Who would be the white Nick Fury? <laughs> Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know I think Robert Patrick would be a great. White Nick Fury, but that's just me. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I think you a no, A little bit. I think Al Pacino. <laughs> oh my god. You're amazing. Professor <laughs> Sloan? No? No. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. I got this group. <laughs> Yo, that's no. a code red. <laughs> I want this to happen. <laughs> 
<laughs> There's enough pictures of Al Pacino. We can Maria. Him, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> the trench coat and all. I'm not going to make it. With an eye patch. Little shades of gray. No. No. <laughs> no you know, it's a little... No, I know what you meant, like but you said, you said the phrase. Oh, uh, yeah. I Unfortunately, we're all married. That's cool. Well. Do you know who would make a great Captain America? You know who had made a better Captain uh, America? Nobody. Anybody. Helen Keller. Was that Helen Keller? It was the Helen Keller impersonation. Was that Helen Keller's the penguin? That was Helen Keller of Captain America. Did you not listen? I'm sorry. She's just so versatile. And you're defense, you, you were waving your stub arm around like they was holding a shield. Nobody even noticed that. YOLO! Helen <laughs> doesn't have a stub arm. Imagine how horrible that would be. She talks with her hands. <laughs> oh, that's right. Why did I think she had no hands? Because you're making me Because that's a really funny joke. <laughs> Did she not swim? Was that it? <laughs> Pretty sure the whole no arms. <laughs> was no swimming. I would love to find out. <laughs> How no, arms? She has arms. <laughs> yeah, she has arms, guys. You mean not being able to swim? She was like, like still blindfolded. No, she was, she was blind. <laughs> taking <definitely>. her. <laughs> like you don't even sneak up, just like taking her, throwing her in a pool. <laughs> Luring her near a pool with like you a chicken wing that she's blind I'm not mute. saying can blind people swim because obviously I think you can paddle in <laughs> stand, stand up water or you whatever. Like a, you know, like a not die. I can say you can you not can. die. Basically, <laughs> upon, upon instinct, there's a lot of people that would just not die. But <laughs> would she do it as an activity? Like, let's go swim. I don't know that she would do that. Would that be fun for her? Either way, <laughs> she would still just be like. <laughs> Swimming would be like like skydiving for us, you know, like where your goal is to not die. It'd be like an extreme every sport. single day for a hell like, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> every day an extreme sport. Being out of bed without falling down the stairs is an extreme sport. Her adrenaline glands as big you as her heart. Those jokes. It's just as important. Those things happen, <laughs> right? Have you, you seen Helen Keller inside the toilet and just fucked with her? Fucked with Helen Keller all the time. It's like literally. You know what Helen Keller somewhere. Alphabet magnets to put on her refrigerator. <laughs> Why? She has six, she, she got a sixteen inch television. <laughs> New head with three D. Yolo. Really nice Beats headphones. Let's talk about Helen Keller more often. No. <laughs> now she's making that happen right now. <laughs> Google Helen Keller. The real story. Why her dog committed suicide? Why is her dog committed suicide? You would too if your name was... <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Is there anything else? I can't can't see it. What was that like? Keller's favorite color? (laughs) Corduroy. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's pretty good. (laughs) Fuck, I peed a little. (laughs) 
Oh. Oh my. Is there anything else on the show notes? Can we do anything? I don't, I don't think we've covered just about everything else. So unless you want to stick around and listen to some more Helen Kelly jokes, you can go and I have one more thing I would like to bring up. Alright, Sam wants to bring something. Uh, let's do one more hit one th- one more you thing. You grown too, didn't you, audience? <laughs> you did, didn't Sam. you? I just want to say that this weekend, this the community cup is happening right now as we speak. Where the Wizards face off the elect our elected members of the community and play in a, against each other. And Helen Keller is going to be there. And Helen Keller is representing the Wizards of the Coast as Nick Fury. As Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> as Sam Jackson. Well, I'm as the eye patch, really. <laughs> Still lose it. You can be blind and lose an eye, and you need to cover the hole. It's gross. Anyway, Sam. This is the first year ever since this event has been going on that Wizards is uh, uh, currently winning. I, I don't know if it's actually over. Oh, I, I, think, I think Twitter. it's over. I saw that on Twitter that they were winning. Uh, but as of shots. right now, the Wizards team has 210 points. Community team is at 170. Uh, so this is my theory, that Wizards has recruited a lot of members from the community within <laughs> the last year, and I think it was simply so they wouldn't lose again. I mean, they got Gavin Bearhay, they got Sam Stoddard, uh, and Ryan Spain. I think they, they, they recruited these people just to, you know, have a better team, to have a chance at winning this. A better team and more of a public space to win as well. Well, probably. But that, that's what's happening, and I thought it was really, that was a really funny point. Yeah, I guess. Huh. Hey, was it funny? What, but why can't Did you Google <laughs> Helen Keller jokes? <laughs> <laughs> why can't Helen Keller die? Because <laughs> she's a woman. <laughs> ah, that's the real joke. Alright, guys. Sex is uh, lit. Uh, I thought it was because she didn't have hands. Back to magic. No. <laughs> I think right. We should really Who would Helen Keller's two headed giant partner be? And Frank. <laughs> and remember, kids, never waste a boner. I got my first well sex train Bought it at the five and dime Played it till my finger bled Was the summer of 69 Me and some guys from school Had a band and we tried real hard Then we quit, Joey got married I should've known, we never get far Oh, where they went now The song was seemed to last forever And if I had the choice